Welcome to the 439th consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy that can remember which week we're actually doing and what number it is, but can't remember the name of the fucking Emmanuel movie we've covered for whatever fucking week it might be. And joining me in that confusion is my co-host, Matt. Who am I here with? What was the name of the movie that you covered? Uh, Emmanuel, Queen of the Desert. Yeah, this is another one of those not Emmanuel, Emmanuel movies where they- Yeah, yeah, her name is not Emmanuel. No, but because it's a Laura Jones or featured yeah. film or that they reshot to put Laura Gemsner in this film and make it an Emmanuel film. Uh, it's another one of those weird recuts, re-edits, rehashes, re-whatevers to try and sell the idea that um, Laura Gemsner's in this film and it is Emmanuel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's kind of a bummer. Um, we've got two more after this one and then that's it. And uh, we're done with the Laura Gemsner films as they exist because she stopped making them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she got done. She she retired, went to the, went to the sunset. Yeah, I'm not sure that we've covered every single one. So, I mean, there's always hope, but uh, pretty much everything that was out there that was available that is in this box set that we haven't already covered or isn't a clip show will be done with the next uh, recording session, the next two weeks. There you go. So should we tell people now what they can expect after that's over with? Because they got to get prepared, right? I mean, they've they got three I, weeks I think after so, this one. yeah. You should probably go ahead and tell them. All right. So the end of the year run for year nine is going to be the Al Adamson box set. Uh, one of the things that we're doing with the Al Adamson films, like uh, The Possession of Nurse Sherry is one of the films that you and I have already covered. We're going to be skipping mm-hmm. that. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so if it's an Al Adamson film that we have already covered on this show in some way, shape, or form. We are definitely skipping it. Otherwise, we're going through the entirety of Al Adamson's career, and if you thought Herschel Gordon Lewis pulled a couple of really bold, fast ones on you just to <laughs> bilk you for money as a as a film goer, you have yet to experience Al Adamson, my sweet summer child. Oh, man, we are into some. Sh- we are into the shit, people. <laughs> yeah, the man used SpaghettiOs as blood effects in some of his films. Like we're we're talking cheap as cheap can get. With with some of Al Adams and stuff. So, uh oh, scared yours. Yeah. Oops. All crunch berries. <laughs> that's pretty much. <laughs> that's pretty much what's going and on. You know what? We thank them for the oops. All crunch berries. We liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is going to just be one of those. Uh, the one of those series. So this is my plan, right? If for whatever reason we can't make a recording happen, like has almost happened with your illness that and just yeah. shit that was just the way that it worked. Uh, in the Al Adamson series, we've got two backups already recorded that I have uh, in the can. And what we'll do is we'll just drop off the tail end of the Al Adamson movies. We'll just start dropping off and that's how we'll finish out the year. If, if we lose more than two, then we're definitely hosed. And I'll have to yeah. figure something out. But um, if we need to use it one... It would take a lot for that to happen, though. Yeah. If it, if we use if we lose one or two weeks this year, we're just going to drop out coverage of the Al Adamson films. Trust me, everybody. You'll fucking thank me later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll be all right. You, you, you won't be sad about this, people. <laughs> yeah. But I bought that bo- that Al Adamson box set, and now it's everybody's fucking problem. Is what? Yeah, you there. you you made a questionable purchase, and now we all have to suffer for it. <laughs> we understand. We get yeah. it. But Matt knows what's on the horizon for year ten. I've been kind of talking about this for fucking ever, and I bet you still can't believe that we're going to actually be doing it. But if we, I mean yeah. we made it to year ten, I said if we're going to do year ten, then there's a certain specific group of films that we're going to be covering, and then pretty much whatever's left over for space uh, in that year, I'm going to let. 
let you make some decisions on Matt for some. Yeah, all right. Yeah, as long as it's not Star Wars stuff. So. Damn it! <laughs> but you are Star already... Trek: The Undiscovered Country. Court and me. <laughs> it's weird. I actually kind of like that one. <laughs> I do too. I, I'm, I'm not fucking around, man. I like the Undiscovered Country. All right. Well, Who does it? We'll have to talk. I just thought I did. I just thought you wouldn't. So that's why I said it. But goddamn, all right, I'm into it. <laughs> Yeah, that's how big of a nerd I am. I even love like the Star Trek movies. Like even the ones that people hate, oh. I like some of the parts of the Star Trek movies that people hate still. Dude, I'll, I'll give you an example that'll make like everyone hate me listening. Star Trek Insurrection, which is the next generation, guys. Loved it. Fucking loved it. I think it's the best fucking movie uh on Star Trek. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna really that somebody punched the air at that one, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna I ruffled some jimmies right there. Fine though. <laughs> Well, here's another one that's probably going to really piss off a bunch of trackers. Are you ready? Yeah. The Calvin timeline. I like it a lot. You know what? Me too. I think that we're dealing with space and multiple universes. I think the Kelvin timeline's just fine. No one's going to get all shitty about it. Yeah. So it's another alternate universe where lens flares are a thing that happened on the regular at all times yeah. for everyone's eyes. I can live with that. I, I, I'm fine. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fully admit the lens flares bother me because I am so into uh like bridge looks and shit like that 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 kind of actually bothered me a lot because <laughs> I like to see the bridge. But other than that like the acting the the effects the everything else was just fine i don't know what everyone's problem is does anyone feel like well now yeah. next generation didn't happen no it happened it's just another universe you can have multiple things and be okay <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sakes. Uh, I, I do want to just straight out ask everyone, does anybody figure out why you and I are talking about Star Trek and Star Wars and franchises and all the things that we're going to be doing later and why we aren't actually talking about Emmanuel Queen uh, of the Desert? Because this, this movie something fucking sucks, something fierce. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, y'all ever try to take a war film and then package it up as an Emmanuel sex film and then sell it to people? Because that's what this yeah, film is. That That's what they did. That's... <laughs> Court is not telling lies. There are no lies detected. It's it's all true. Yeah, they basically let said, uh, let's make a remake of Casualties of War only sleazy, and then wrap yeah. it with an Emmanuel wrapper and see if it sells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or I mean, yeah, yeah, we're gonna put Emmanuel in the title, and we're just gonna go from there. <laughs> all right. So on this week's Pirate Radio edit, I went with all songs having to do with the desert in some way, shape, or form because we spend a lot of time in a desert land with no water, with Emmanuel being. The queen of said desert yes that is uh <laughs> these are facts so yeah that, that works out <laughs> on the pirate radio edit this week first is the band throw rag with the song desert shores and that will play right after this this will keep it quiet oh hi there i didn't see you you caught me cutting a new show i'm bo ransdell and i'm one of the many creators you can find on legion podcasts i said quiet My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really. You can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon. And for five dollars, 
you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. about the band throw rag but all of their music just feels so fucking greasy like every time i hear yeah. them play <laughs> but good greasy right yeah i like greasy but like the kind of greasy where you're like you're sort of into it but at the same time you're like man this is really greasy like oh my god this cheeseburger was the best but i'm probably gonna have to be on a diet for the next seven years just to lose the weight from the greasiness uh Yes, like not greasy strangler greasy, more like um, you know, oiled up sexy lady greasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally understand now what you're saying. <laughs> well, hopefully everyone can understand what you're going to say whenever you tell them the story of Emmanuel, the woman from the desert. Is that what this is called? This yeah, week? the Emmanuel, queen of the desert. Queen of the desert. Not just a woman, but the queen. Not just the, the woman. She is the queen, sir. I didn't and mean the to first demote 20, her. We started out. Uh, we see Lord Jemster bathing, walking around. He gets a horse. Uh, we see some dude in military garbs watching her and uh, uh, watching her bathe. And then he goes up to talk to her. Hey, it's dialogue. So that's our first clip. Hello. Who are you? My name is Sheila. This is good fortune. I was afraid you were a bandit. A lady alone can't be too wary of strangers these days. Is that wine there? You get so tired, you know. For two days I've been traveling. I'm changing territory. Get me? Have you ever screwed a guy you just met? <laughs> yes. I never pay. We'll make this one on the house. Please, a little patience. You're really on fire. Take off your jacket. It's a long time since since I had a woman. <laughs> Let's go, lover. All right, they get started to go to Pound Town, but then she stops them and say, hey, if you want free sex, you got to chase it. And she runs, and he gets all pissy while trying to chase her and gets out a knife and says he's going to cut her. And when he finds her at the top of a cliff, he goes to cut her. She moves. He falls down a hill, stabs himself, and he dies because he's a stupid prick. So, fuck y'all. He died as he lived like a piece of shit. That's exactly right. Uh, then more army guys, and that is our next clip. Give me the water. I'm thirsty. Put that down, Kraut. My orders were not to touch the water. You're thirsty as a river. Where the fuck did you go? To take a shit. Some things a man's got to do when a moment strikes. Did I grant you the permission to break out the bread? 
Where'd you get the permission to grant permission? This here gun, okay? We're military and I'm in charge here. Nobody to touch that food, understand? Might be uh, better to eat this today instead of tomorrow. Because by tomorrow, the worms will start forming. Tastes moldy. Beats eating worms. Don't break my balls, bony. Who the fuck's Victor? Oh, they go searching for their guy. All the while, LG is kind of, you know, she's hearing them call. Uh, the army guys find their bro, and that is our next super long clip. What is it? There he is. Murderer! Why the fuck would I do it? You out of your mind? Huh? Why the fuck would I do it? You had it in for Victor and you know it. Because Victor wouldn't take your shit. You proved you're a bit psycho. How come you weren't there when we woke up, huh? You could have easily slipped out and gone to the perimeter in the middle of the night. It had to be one of us, someone he trusted. You killed Victor Falk, I know you did it, and you're going to go to jail for life. I told you I went for a shit, and I'm able to prove it. There's a whole kilo over there, and it's still smoking. I admit I didn't much like Victor, but I didn't do it, okay? You got to be the killer. There's nobody else here who had a motive. Murderer is tattooed on your stinking soul. I doubt Falk was the murderer. I know that uh, Falk is capable of anything. He's the original macho big drinker. Improbable that he would leave a full canteen of wine behind on the ground. Superficial evidence, but it's true. Maybe Victor didn't see the canteen fall during the, during the struggle. If there'd been any kind of struggle, there'd be signs of it. Son of a bitch, bastard the mule escapes. Come on. Without the mule, what will we do? How can you be so calm, so unconcerned? Looks can be deceiving, my friend. I'm more pensive than anything else. A number of things I just don't understand. Like the death of Victor. Who do you think did it? It wasn't Falk. That I know. Maybe they're following us. Planning to pick us off one by one. They'll kill us all. Or maybe it's some bandit. Someone who's maybe on the run. Afraid he might get caught. Why didn't he take Victor's gun? Marcus, that's exactly what I want to know. We better get moving. Why? Because we're caught in a trap. And our lives are in danger. And no one's going to make it alone. We'll follow the river. It's the only way I know. How about over the mountains? You want to try it? Go ahead. All I know, Boney, is you better get us out of this or it's your ass. You sound almost scared, Falk. If your pal is taking us in the wrong direction, you'll die with him. I don't know a better way to get there. I know a way. I was hungry. I didn't eat since yesterday. Where were you yesterday? On the run, like you. Makes you think we're on the run. You've got the look of an antelope fleeing from a lion. Yeah. And you, uh, you're a tigress, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm big on tigresses, you know. <laughs> Who are you? Where have I seen you before? Maybe in your dreams. Not anywhere else. What are you doing here? Answer me. I had to escape. I have a very jealous husband who tried to kill me. I was caught. Wouldn't have been so bad, but I was banging my stepson. I don't give a rat's ass about your sex life. You said you know another route to the frontier? Well, take us. Why should I? Because if you don't, I'll cut your throat. Is that any way to talk to a lady? Because if you stay with us, you get our protection. If you stay alone, they'll catch you and cut your tits off. It's a long, hard road. First, we have to reach the sea, then take the coast to the border. How many days do you figure it'll take us? It depends. You got a guide? Four days. Alone, you'd need ten. 
I think the first way is the best solution, Beautiful. Yeah, you're the guy. I want to know his opinion. Why him? He's not wearing a uniform. I trust him. <laughs> if we go this way, do we get to pass near a village where we can find provisions? No, but there's one in the opposite direction. A two-hour hike. Your money. Here. I need somebody. You don't expect a girl to carry all that stuff. Pick out the one you want and get going. You, get ready to march. But I don't have a gun. Let's go. Jug a rat gut. See, you don't forget it. Are you married? No. Would you like to make love with me? Well, well, I... You mean no. A real woman doesn't interest you. You prefer schoolgirls? That's not true. I, I've known only a few women. And they were all older than me. In my old town, I could get you a, a virgin. You'd like that, right? I might. Probably. Why? You stay here. Maybe right for the village. You keep going straight. You can't miss it. Marcelo's been fooling me with that act of his. He pretends he couldn't care less about her, but I can see the hunger in his eyes. I gotta watch out for him. A lieutenant is moralizing buddy and nothing to worry about. A couple of softies. She likes her men rough, and I'm the roughest of all. I gotta find a way to get to her. She drives me crazy. I can feel it. She's an animal like I am. Yeah, she's a tigress and I'm a lion. We'll fuck like beasts in the jungle. A bitch like that. She's probably humping the lieutenant in the bushes right now. But my God, she's beautiful. Kind you lose your head over. I must keep my eye on Falk. He pretends he's not interested while he's practically drooling with lust. I have to get her alone somehow. I've always been attracted to her kind. We have a lot in common. We're both rotten to the core. If she pulls any phony airs on me, I'll put my knife against her throat. I love to fuck them when they're scared of dying. It's going to take us deeper into the interior. We'll never get to the sea. I don't believe that story she told. She's one of those women who attracts, who must attract every man she meets. Trouble. I better not let her out of my sight. These two animals are ready to tear her apart. Is it possible she doesn't know who we are? Sheila, wait! Why? Why are you acting like this? Because I thought you were a man. But I am a man. No. A real man gives a woman what she's aching for. I bet you're just afraid of Falk. Well, I'm not scared of Falk. It's just that I have never killed a man. Am I wrong never to have killed a man? Am I wrong? It's either you or him, Marcus. Make up your mind. Wash good, fellas. Whoever smells bad doesn't eat today. Cleaned up like that, you're not a bad-looking man. Listen, Sherry, you know that I'm crazy about you. The smell of your sweat. You're all a woman. I want you. I think you could please me sexually. It's only that. It's only that what? It's because, because of the others. What others? They're always watching. Don't be silly, they don't count. You shall be the first black I ever had. You drive me crazy. Listen, tonight let's run away. We can use your horse. Falk says that you can't fuck, that you're impotent. Impotent? Impotent? That, that son of a bitch told you that? You want to hear the truth? I got a wife and four kids, and I bet that bastard didn't tell you about the little bitch we fucked in the farmhouse, a teenage virgin. The rotten bastard stood across the room watching me fuck her. Prick ought to get a bayonet in his fucking belly. You got the balls. And that is the end of the opening 20 minutes. All right. So if you kind of have, if you're savvy enough to kind of know what's going on, which some of our listeners probably will have an idea what's going on very much right away. 
Uh, these guys all did some shit. I wasn't just joking when I said that this was the casualties of war, but with Laura Jemsner. So essentially, yeah. she's getting revenge for the thing that that guy just said that they did with the. Rich. Yes. That's yeah. yeah. You're kind of really well aware that uh, she's she's on there you, throughout this whole fucking thing. She's been egging different army guys on. Uh, the only guy she's not egging on is a civilian because he's almost like he doesn't care. He doesn't even want to be there. Um, so she's egging all these army guys on and they're all kind of pissed at each other. Only the blonde army guy kind of realizes that, you know, there's a game being played here. And uh, yeah, it's so while it's not come out. Yeah. Whoever they raped and violated in that farmhouse uh, where that guy was just bragging about uh, Laura knows her. Yeah. Then her actions where she is very clearly causing these gentlemen's death because the guy that she provoked him into thinking he was going to get sex if he captured her and then pretty much denied him to be able to have that sex to get him to be frustrated and then his violent conqueror quote unquote tendency uh, if you will came out when he went to take a knife swipe at her and ended up causing his own death she's doing the same thing with this guy in front of everybody and humiliating him in such a way so that he would basically talk like he basically did and I mean it's all very straightforward we know what's happening you know the guy that just confessed to this rape that these guys just did that's obvious what Lord Gemini's after and that's why she's around these guys and pretty much the blonde guy knows it because he has some kind of lesser status with these guys where they don't they, they're all talking well, shit. Well, he doesn't he doesn't have the same um uh, uh, the toxic masculinity that these guys have. He may have some, but it's not the same. These three other guy cuz it's four army guys and the civilian guy. The three other army guys uh, uh, include the one who was killed already were almost like uh, the cavemen in the way that they just want to eat, drink and fuck and that is the only three things that ever mean anything and they will kill her take whatever they can to fulfill those three needs and the blonde hair guy is more of a you know has a more developed uh cerebellum if you will and he's like okay i can see what she's doing while the other three are very and during that clip you heard all three the the uh, uh the two kind of really crazy ones had their own inner monologue about her that that she just wants to fuck and all that well the civilian was like yeah she's leading us inward not to the sea she's she's leading us into a trap and he's got to watch and the blonde haired one was he, he didn't have any thoughts Oops. well and there's also some hinting and some of the things that the guys are talking about too where they view the blonde haired guy as less because the other guys are the ones that actually actually did this casualties of war thing yes and he is the michael j fox character who is wanting to report what they did and basically atone for the actions of the other ones because he didn't participate but he also didn't and, stop them and also later on it's not even so much that um later on you'll see why they feel this way about him he also has another moment that has nothing to do with that girl or that attack where that makes them all think less of him and we'll get to that yeah we'll get there too it's just there is a lot of stuff that is going on underneath this but it really is an attempt at making casualties of war only sleazy yeah it's an attempt to make you're right a more sleazier war and you know nothing's too great about the dubbing or anything but really i will fully admit even though it's kind of a rip off of casualties of war the story itself is not bad no there's at least substance to this to talk about like literally lots of stuff you could talk about yeah it's true and we should move on so that we can do it otherwise we'll be here forever even though it's an hour and 28 minutes yes that's also true all right so next 20 starts with lord gemster's bathing uh thank you movie
movie. Yeah. We'll but then the it. leader dude comes up, so fuck off, and throws her clothes into the water, and he goes to rape her, but he hears all the other dudes looking for them. And uh, so he gets up and gets off of her. The civilian guy shows up and gives her his shirt. That night, they're all talking, and that is our next clip. Why do you always stay alone? I don't appreciate the company. You're the only one that doesn't rape me with his eyes. You're not looking at a mirage. You're looking at, at a woman. A mystery woman strikes again. Wouldn't you like to touch her? No. I'm onto your little ruse, and I don't like it. Are you afraid? No. Not a single bit. You don't belong with them. And you? <laughs> You're playing with fire. I'd hate to see you get burnt. Uh. Mm-hmm. And after having a big meal and plenty to drink, there's only one thing you feel like, a roll in the bushes. Yeah. Well, what do you say? The boys are nodding off. Going to take me dancing, folks? Sure. You and me can do that. Dance of love. You're not going anywhere. The young lady wants to take a walk in the bushes. She'll go with me. Hey, my son, what is this? Where buddies mean you? Falk, you aren't a friend to nobody. You gotta be kidding. We don't want to argue over a bitch like her. That's what a game is. See us murder each other. You shut your stupid hole. Come on. We're practically blood brothers. I can't believe you shoot me. I tell you, Falk, a step more and you'll be in another world. Don't do it, Marcel. That's what the bitch wants. Pull the trigger, Marcel. You're playing right into our hands, Marcel. We've got to stick together. Don't do it. Get away from me or you'll get it too. Marcel, I'm not going to see our friendship ruined. Go on, take her. She prefers you anyhow, she told me. <laughs> You're such a hothead. Come on, I told you. You're like a brother to me. You know that, don't you? So we're not going to argue anymore. You take her off and do anything you want with her. Eh? I want you to have her. Good time. So as you can tell, uh, the leader guy kills the other guy, uh, stabbing him. Uh, Lord Jensen then runs off into the darkness, and uh, we cut to the next day, where Lord Jensen, who now has a rifle and her horseback, uh, the guys go into a local shop, and they pretty much just take a bunch of stuff. But of course, the civilian, being a good guy, has no money, but leaves his watch as payment for the stuff they took. Uh, when they come out, the blonde-haired guy was like, I think I see something. He goes, ah, you're seeing ghosts, and he starts shooting in the air. Well, no, he sees Laura Jempster and she's shooting back at him. So they grab a, the leader grabs the little boy as a hostage and they run out of town. Uh, they go hiding. And that is our next clip. Behind that rock. Keep your head down. What the fuck is going on? What's she doing following us? Probably lots of soldiers right behind her. Sheila is a spy. That woman is out to get our scalps. Spying all the while, probably. I should have shot her in a twat. What do we do when those guns start popping, man? I've been in worse fixes. We got a hostage for the time being. They won't attack. We can slip away. If we walk with a little hostage up ahead, they ain't gonna do diddly. Quit whining. <laughs> Move your ass. This is wrong, Marcus. Small boy's hostage. It's just wrong. The real man and you can't support it. You shut your mouth, Boney. I don't want to hear anymore. Marcus! Let's rest here. I know that she's following us, and, and I, I gotta kill her. 
You don't know how many soldiers she's got. And that's the problem. It's always better to be the hunter. Huh? I was a little happy to be the hunter. Marcus, come with me. You mean you trust him to stay here? He's got no weapon. He can't escape. Come on. So the civilian comforts the kid as the army guys hunt Laura. They can't find her. The lady comes back and he pushes the boy and that pisses off the civilian who punches him. Threw everything else. The blonde hair, when the guy starts, or the leader starts freaking out, the blonde hair guy takes out his gun and shoots the leader in the leg. The boy runs away and Laura grabs him and asks which one was shot. And he says, you know, the bearded one. And he goes, is he dead? And he goes, I have no idea. And the kid just skips off like, yeah, I ain't got no problems with that. And that ends that 20 minutes. There was a bunch of like survivalist uh, style horror films where like Boy Scouts would be trapped out in the middle of nowhere and have to take on bad guys that were like drug runners that were, you know, in the same national forest as them or who knows whatever the fucking reason was that people would run afoul of this and then have to survive. But, do you you know, there was a rash of even made for TV movies that were like this, you know, yeah, where someone is surviving in the wilderness or using their knowledge of the wilderness to kind of attack. And that stuff is actually kind of interesting and it's fun to watch Laura Gemsner's character do her very Rambo thing that she's doing where she's leading them astray and setting up traps for them and then also using her sexuality and the fact that they're a bunch of sexist fucking pigs and knowingly Mm -hmm. how they are looking at her as though she is a piece of meat and less than human and using the fact that uh, they have to be possessive and the alpha male against them and the way that she's pitting them all against each other is actually really cool. I really like the way that they did a lot of that. Now, having said that, it's also boring as fuck and there's a lot of fucking walking around a goddamn jungle that takes forever for you to get anywhere. But the actual intrigue of her running out the clock and knowing more about this area and how to survive and how she fucks them over, that stuff is all very cool. It's just, it takes fucking forever to get there, even at an hour and 28 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, it takes a lot. You feel every hour and 28 minutes of this movie, especially for the amount of dialogue you're going through. Yeah, it, it gets really heavy and dark in some areas, and the parts that are really hard to deal with are in the clips. I mean, which is justifiably so. It's all through dialogue or internal dialogue where you hear the thoughts in these guys' heads. And like, you're supposed to dislike them and be disgusted by them right off the bat. If you hear the way that they think about a woman for just existing and being attractive around them and you aren't disgusted by them, you're part of the problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You think these guys aren't saying anything that disgusting, then you, you, you need to, you know, get some therapy and figure out what the fuck's going on with your life. <laughs> yes, because the way that those men are talking about another human being and putting all of their sexual baggage on her and justifying the way that they feel towards her and whatever potential sexual assault they were about to do to her through those thoughts are all very clear indicators of red flags of how you should not be thinking. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be you sh- shouldn't be doing any of that stuff. You're you're fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's the psyops that presents along with the cinema of this movie. Like I said, there's some really cool story points that are very interesting, but it really probably could have been condensed down to about 45 minutes, um, if that. It could, it could have been an hour. Yeah. An hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, and then maybe make it to where, like, you know, they're holding her hostage for a little bit longer before she gets away, if you really want to pad it out to an hour and 15. Um, mm-hmm. The way that they do this flashback, then flash forward and jump 
jump around in time. I think even if they just presented things the way that they happened in order with these guys, maybe it would be a little bit better on top of that. I don't know. Yeah. But we'll get there when we get there because the big flashback's coming. So we might as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll start off the next 20 minutes. Um, the three men are walking. Uh, the new leader is now the blonde haired kid. Uh, and the old, the, the, the bearded guy who's limping along now because he was shot in the leg is kind of like the prisoner. Uh, Lord uh, Gemser's watching them. Uh, they are starting to run out of water. And this leads to our next clip. We should find some water there. Uh, who told you to stop? Without water, I can't go on. Okay, Marcus, I'll go. You guard him. I am to take your words that you'll return with water. Pick up that sack. Move it. Didn't you hear? When I tell you to move it, God damn it, you move it. I should have killed you, Marcus. Yeah, so foolish, they didn't do it. Get down. Did you expect pity from me? Did you pity that girl that you violated and murdered? Did you pity my grandfather that you killed? Did you pity Marcel when you stuck the knife in his belly? All you professional killers should die, rotting in the sun. All of you, all of you. Please, please, Marcos. Listen, if I had pity on you, you'd get a bullet in the head. <laughs> but you're gonna die of gangrene, the smell of death. Like my captain died. You're gonna suffer before being cast into hell, mass murderer! Stand up! I didn't kill the old fella. And I didn't touch the girl. He was already dead when I got there. Do you know who you're talking to? Yeah, I've had it figured out. And you didn't tell the others? No. You would have been raped and murdered if they knew that. Just as your sister was. She was your sister, wasn't she? Dun, dun, dun. It's the big dun, reveal. Dun, the big reveal. And this is kind of where we go into our uh, our big flashback. <laughs> yeah. Be prepared, but, folks, because we jump back in time. You get disoriented by the time we actually jump back forward to where we just left from. And it makes yeah. no sense other than they wanted to put Laura Jemsner up front first in this film. Yes. But flashback time. So we see a bunch of these army guys. They infiltrate a compound. Uh, after killing a lot of guards and everything, they bust into a bedroom with a man and a woman. The man says, hey, let the woman go. She's innocent and all this. And they just kill them both. Uh, it's an assassin, uh, a political assassination. And these are a bunch of mercenaries who used to be soldiers. And I'm under belief they were uh, originally French because they, they all use French language a lot. So yes, I don't know what the fuck is going on in any of this flashback stuff. I kind of clocked out for no. a lot of it. Yeah. But anyway, they, they are just, um, they're those kind of mercenary dudes. So anyway, after the job's done, they're waiting for the pickup on the beach and that leads to our next clip. They're late. I don't like it. You're right. They're always on the dot. They are late. I don't get it. Tell me, Marcus, why did you volunteer for this mission? If you wanted to test your courage, this wasn't the job for it. Why did you kill him? He was a prisoner. Wasn't that enough? He still had the support of half the country. For which reason he had to be eliminated. To the new regime, it's better a dead martyr than a live hero. 
You knew him, didn't you, Captain? We. Oui. Now, that was a real professional murder. I'd say it merits a nice promotion. Yeah. And a water greenbacks, huh? I'm not ashamed of being a mercenary, only... Only the woman was too much. Captain! I'm a little worried. Where are those guys? Huh? They're way overdue. We should already be back at the base. Do you think maybe they ain't gonna come for us? We'll wait here. They've got to arrive. Isn't that right, sir? Goddamn fucking bastards! Where the hell are they? Enough, sir! There's a boat! They're here! About fucking time. Okay, guys. Let's go home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, right as the boat pulls up and they all think they're going to get out, uh, they are uh, shot at from the boat um, uh, led by a Gatling gun, uh, knocking a lot of the soldiers out uh, and wounding the captain. Uh, he is... Uh, uh, wounded in the leg, uh, but they are able to fight back and they blow up the boat itself. And so, you know, they, they get the, the better end of that deal. But obviously, uh, what is better than running a government coup is also killing the soldiers who could turn against you or or report against you that you kill had your own leadership killed to take over. So, you know, where the one guy was kept talking, oh, you know, what's better, you know, just ha or having everyone, you know, alive or, or, or having a prisoner or just having them dead. Well, they thought the same thing about that. Yup. Yeah, you don't, if you're a mercenary, you probably shouldn't be trusting the people who paid you to also pick you up. You should probably figure out your own way out. Also, if you are someone who takes money for a living to kill other people in some way, shape or form you should expect the people that are paying you to do the killing to eventually want to try to kill you to cover up their tracks for you yeah it's just uh, going yes, to happen exactly. you should expect it mm -hmm. uh well the survivors they are beginning the long walk back to the border uh the men are the already starting to get thirsty because they are in the desert uh dudes are all getting to paperclip moments then they walk to an abandoned uh uh, town and they meet the civilian and they're gonna they take him hostage and he'll be the guide so as they're walking uh this jeep gets stuck and two guys get out well they shoot the two guys and they take the jeep the civilian's trying to say hey you don't need me anymore but the uh the captain's like no nah, we still need a guide so you got to come with us and, and he's like don't worry nothing's gonna happen to you and the civilian's like yeah i'm real sure about that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's almost exactly how that dialogue goes too yeah no it is he goes oh well pay you and he goes yeah with what two bullets right to my back and you're like yeah probably uh <laughs> the civilian is not dumb <laughs> he's a he's a very smart man yep um so uh then uh, as they are driving together the captain and the civilian talk more and that is our next clip what do you do in the world i do whatever i want to i already fought my war ah, and now and now you look for diamonds. Yeah. Uh, uh, the search for the Holy Grail. Uh, a good way to avoid the company of other human beings, n'est-ce pas? Uh, uh, your cigarette. Could I have a drag? It'll help ease you. It's like an anesthetic. Uh. <clears throat> 
out of gas, Captain. What do we do now? Uh, we've got to get to the border. To the border. The frontier to the north. We have to go on. Uh, we mustn't stop. We must go on. Uh, on. Yes, sir. All right, gentlemen. Let's make a stretcher. This ray will never get there. Captain's to blame. Won't be long now. He's beginning to stink. Uh, it's going to rain soon. Sure it is. That's it. I'm tired. A stretcher, soldier. I got it. I'm tired. The stretcher, move it. The captain can die. Oh! <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, these these guys fight uh, for a bit before being stopped, and that's the end of that twenty minutes before we head into the final thirty. All right. So this is the part where I'm like, why the fuck didn't you just put this at the beginning? Other than you had to have Laura Jensen at the very start of your film to try and sell it. That's the only reason Ex- they did this. That, that, that I believe Laura Jensen was the selling point. I believe they're like, well, they're they're never going to get anything unless uh, you know you're never going to get funding. I'm sorry, this movie isn't good enough, and so. The director's like, what if we put Lord Gemsner in it? Well, okay, then you're going to get some funding. You can go ahead. No, I think the movie was made already and it didn't get oh. a release until they're like, hey, we have Laura Gemsner in this. Let's recut it so she's right at the start of the movie. Yeah, uh, there you go. There you go. That's, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. And then the back half of the film will just be the backstory as to why she's doing what she was doing and we'll just shift some stuff around and re edit it. That's what they did. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's not a shock as to what is happening here, what these guys are about to do. I was kidding when i said it was casualties of war it's literally yeah. an operation goes down the guys are not satisfied by the way that their operation ends with they still have their bloodlust up and they start talking about being conquerors and genghis kong and casualties of war and talk each other into basically raping a prisoner that they have that's yeah, essentially what much. they do and mm-hmm. this is kind of like what this film is going to do but in this case it's these guys are fighting for survival and they're already fucking animals in this case and it just keeps getting worse whenever the only commander that can hold them together ends up becoming injured here shortly. That's basically the yeah. same story, though. <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, so, in other words, we just have a lot of psychopaths. I mean, yes, but I mean, well, I guess we can kind of get there when we get there, but I happen to know plenty of actual soldiers that always take umbrage with these types of stories because it puts all soldiers in that sort of category of monsters waiting to be. And yeah, it I, makes them, it does not make them look good. Right. And I understand the way that some people react with soldiers the way that some people would also react with police, where you probably believe that all soldiers are bastards too. I'm sure that yeah. you feel that way, but I will definitely state that I do not feel that way. They are directly no. responsible for saying no and and not taking orders that they know would be an illegal thing. Otherwise, they are also culpable for their actions, and they're aware of that before they make those decisions. That's that's heavily pushed after World War II, in which the Nazis usually we were following orders. And so the United States military had it. Yeah, you should follow orders unless those orders violate law. Then you can't follow those orders because you're not going to get any sort of reprieve for just saying you followed orders. Yeah, if you are knowingly breaking you gotta be. Hold into your conscience is what it is and, and to what the letter, letter of the law is. So that's why a major or some captain or something can't just say, I order you to you know kill this person without due process because you'll be arrested. 
so you can say, nah, I, I'm not doing that. In some cases, yes, but in direct orders to murder somebody, you still have to follow that even in war. <laughs> well, I, if you're at war and that is your enemy, yes, then then that is a fight. I'm talking about if they're like, you know, just at some fucking, you know, event, you, if the National Guard is out because there's protests, uh, some guy can't just go, all right, mow these people down because you're not at war. And then you have to follow the letter of the law. Oh, you're talking Kent State in that yeah. case. You're well, yeah, yeah, Kent that would State be scenario. it. Okay, that's fair. Because those guys definitely had some things coming to them. Oh, yeah, they murdered some motherfuckers there. That's yeah. that's what happened. They were murderers. Those soldiers were murderers in this case when they started firing on a crowd like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we're, why are we talking around about all this other geopolitical stuff that's wrapped up in all of this? Because, well, the storyline is what it is, and we don't have anything else to expand upon that. That's, uh, yeah, truth facts. Same, we, we, same reason why I'm comparing the storyline to Casualties of War so that I can talk about Casualties of War in a parallel, because I've literally got nothing else to talk about in this movie. <laughs> well, why don't we finish it up then? I suppose so, but goddamn, are we making your episodes shorter and shorter every week? Uh, well, I'm just that efficient. <laughs> That or you're giving me all the movies that have nothing to it. <laughs> or we just move quicker because yours is the last one and then we're done. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, that, that, that could be it too. Yeah, maybe if, if we switched it, I wonder if like yours would go faster then. Maybe. Well, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, but then that would have to be a day you couldn't hit the vape pen as hard or else your episode's just going to become gibberish at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, we got all Adamson coming up, so that's going to happen either way. We should just move on. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, all right. They start the next 30 they find an abandoned monastery it's deserted and they decide to set up camp there uh unfortunately then a bunch of security guard like not guards like security agents and stuff they show up and there's a big shootout and uh the, while the army guys win it's not without uh more and more casualties uh on their side they have three guys lost which leaves really the guys who now we've seen in this movie and the captain uh they carry him um and they find a house and the um, civilian goes up and asks the old man there for help and maybe some they have an injured person, some food and stuff, and see if they can help get find help for the uh, for the injured man. And the uh, the old man there says, "Yeah, yeah, bring him up." And so they're giving him food, and the civilian takes the captain into uh, town on a horse and buggy to get his wound checked out, while the other three stay behind. Uh, that night, after heavy drinking and all that, uh, and bullying the old man, the three soldiers find uh, a girl is living there. Uh, the old man tries to stop them, but one of them kills the old man, and then, of course, they go in and rape the young lady. Uh, the blonde trooper, he is not a part of this. He is playing piano and shit-faced so badly that he passes out, so he is not there for all of this. He doesn't, I don't even think he knows what's going on. Uh, I don't think he finds out until about it till later. Uh, the civilian gets back, and he sees the old man dead, then hears the girl scream. Uh, you walk out, you see she fell out a window. I don't know if she was pushed, threw herself out or what, but she landed on some equipment that impaled her and she is dead. One of the guys complains because he didn't get his chance and uh, the civilian starts roughing him up, asking him what the hell's going on. Uh, they're all asking about the captain. Well, the captain's dead. Captain died again green, so he's gone uh, and uh, he is one with the universe now. <laughs> 
the guys take the civilian again and say, hey, you're going to be our guide. Uh, the civilian's trying to dig some graves, but uh, he gets the captain buried. But before he can bury the um, woman, uh, the guys stop him and say, come on, we got to go. Uh, you know, you're you asshole. And uh, you're still our guide to get us the hell out of here. Uh, and they ransack the place, uh, take some money. And they all go. And then they cut to, we see Laura Jemster finds the girl. Um, and we go, we get back to the present day. And that is our next clip. She was my sister. My only sister. I loved her so much. I'd taken a wounded man to the hospital and returned with a mule. I only wished that I'd gotten there sooner. It was too late and there was nothing I could do. You're different than the others. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's your life that makes you different. Different from the way you were. As though you were another person. Oh, I know it's difficult. It's got a lot to do with the pain that you experience. And whether you can use it wisely. I used to have a family. A beautiful wife and a fine son. Their bodies were found nude in a culvert. And didn't you look for the killers? Said going to look for the ones that murdered them. Even the score. How many would I have to kill? Those two are a good example of hatred. You know. They've got poison in their veins. Conscience is merely a word that they no longer understand. You played Marcel against Falk, hoping they'd finish each other. Marcel is dead, Victor is dead, Falk is dying in the sun. You might be considered a great success, except that no amount of killing can bring your sister and grandfather back to life, Sheila. <laughs> Well, then we uh, cut to the blonde is uh, with the bearded guy and the guy's so thirsty that he sees a tomato that, you know, he knows is juicy. So the blonde haired guy, he uh, kind of just decides to mock him, but he wants to know how the guys raped the girl and all that. Once all the details it gets a little gross there. Um, I'm not sure if he's trying to torment him or if yeah, he's trying to make trying him... to get a, a confession or something. I don't know. I, I hope it's confession, but the way he's like spare no detail and did you do this and you do that i i don't know man I, uh... <laughs> yeah it looked like he was deriving some kind of pleasure out of it but at the same time it looked like what he was trying to do was mock the guy and make him confess to more things and torment him it just was, yeah it see was... i couldn't tell because i could tell if his pleasure was coming from that guy's like begging and pain you know like haha you know you you i'm the tough guy now you guys all thought you were a tough guy but you're not you know right that kind of shit yeah and and it's no matter what, it's just one human being leveraging the suffering of another for their own yeah. gratification in some way, shape or form, which is uncomfortable to watch no matter what. Yeah, it is. Um, even though the guy who's being tortured is kind of a giant piece of shit. Well, yeah, he's a rapist right. piece of shit. But at the same time, like whether the guy's getting pleasure off of the dude telling him what he did that made him the rapist piece of shit, or if he's getting off on the suffering of torturing the rapist piece of shit, it's still hard to enjoy the fact that he's torturing the guy. Yeah, no, that <laughs> I get. Um, then the. The bearded dude gets the blonde haired guy's gun and shoots him. He then runs from the civilian and uh, Lord Jemsner. Uh, the blonde is kind of in a lot of pain, and Jemsner says, you know, he'll suffer for hours before he actually dies. The Lord Jemsner shoots him and puts him on his misery. The visit the civilian chases the last dude. Uh, the civilian finds him in a quarry. Uh, before the guy can kill him, the guy offers him like a lot of money and stuff, and the civilian says, Your time's done. <laughs> he tries to kill uh, him, but the civilian shoots. It's the last guy killing him. Laura and the guy the civilian talk, and that is our final clip. Now that it's finished, how do you feel? Like there's a big empty space in me. I guess I'll have to be like you. 
Alone. What else is left? We're alive. And we've lost everything. And we're still alone. I'm not going to worry about you. You'll be all right. And he walks away. Roll credits. seriously how they ended it he walks against the fucking wind like into the sunset like he's fucking Kane at the end yeah. of kung fu every week yep he just walks the fuck off like you're gonna be fine now your life yep. is See your you life, later your life is ruined and i was a part of that and i'm partially to blame for bringing those men into your grandfather's world and having your sister be the last moments of her life be filled with rape and torment i'm partially responsible for that sort of but you'll be fine i mean i mean it's it, that's hard to say he's responsible because ugh, probably should have had an army guy take the captain so he could have stayed behind but at the same time you know i don't know man i just i, I don't think i could blame him so much for it because he was a hostage just like you know anybody else was he was taken hostage by these men yeah but i don't like the way that he just walks off oh he'll be fine and just leaves her when she's oh. Yeah, so well, he wants to be left too. alone, man. Sorry. He's, you know, he's got his own trauma he has to deal with now, you know, or not, not now, but he has had this trauma. Yeah. He's like, I got to go be Crocodile Dundee lady. I'll see you later. Yeah. yeah listen, I'll see you. I'm trying to learn how to say crikey in the best way fucking possible. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just mildly disappointing, which is okay, I suppose. The film, yeah. it's not great. The film's meant to be a bummer. I don't think the film's supposed to be an uplifting story. No, um, although it does try no. really hard to give you as happy of an ending as it possibly can before it, it leaves. Well, not really. All the bad guys are dead. That's about it. Yeah, that's but, what I mean. You know, every, everyone who's dead, all the good people who are dead are still dead. They still suffered. Eh, it's, it's a sad thing. Yeah, it's a half-hearted rape revenge film. Like, it, it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't know what it wants to do, really. Yeah, and no. No, you you got it exactly right. Yeah, and like at least with uh, to go back to the full casualties of war, we are seeing the tormented Michael J. Fox's character in the real world, like on the bus, reliving what it was that you know he tried to stop from happening and how this still occurred. And no matter what he tried to do to report it and make it right, it could never be right. And you see how that's left him broken and kind of hollow whenever he's back in the real world. Th- yeah, this film jumping around in time like it does basically is like you know the, a matter of a week right more or less like mm-hmm. before laura gemster comes and finds her family dead and is literally just a way to get laura gemster in there to help sell it a lot faster because otherwise it's kind of a snooze effect yeah it's a it's, snooze fest yeah well, that's why they're, you know, that's another reason why this review went so quick. I mean, we can get into toxic masculinity and is is that more prevalent maybe in, in a military setting, especially in the old days, maybe not today so much, but in the old days and, and that many problems. Uh, it, we can get into all that, but we've kind of talked about it. But the, other than being able to talk about that, there isn't really a lot of story. No, I mean, it's literally the story of y'all seeing casualties of war. Now, yeah. what if we threw in a rape revenge story over time. Now, was this before or after Casualties of War? Well, I mean, the story is from very much some of the things that were happening in Vietnam. I mean, it's very clearly like in prevalently in their mind. Whether or not Casualties of War came out before this or not, I mean... It doesn't matter. I mean, these kind of movies have all been made, especially post-Vietnam. Right, and the story of this stuff is on the news. It's prevalent in people's minds. So whether or not... I'm just saying that that is the closest storyline-wise that I know that most of the folks out there are aware of and have probably seen yes that was a pretty popular film that existed for a very reasonable period of time that the cinema files that listen to this show possibly could have seen to compare it to yeah (laughs) there you go (laughs) you know like i mean 
you know, I mean, there was there's episodes of the week uh, for military justice movies or TV shows that had stories like this. And fuck, even like Leverage had like a person that witnessed something similar to this during wartime kind of episode where the Leverage crew had to help them out of a bind or something like this. You know, yeah. With some type of various war crime. So it's not it's not a shock. The storyline no. is not all that new and human beings do this horrible shit to each other. Yeah. Because uh, we kind of suck. <laughs> That's a great place to take a break here. And uh, I guess if we swap story times now, I have to come up with something. Yeah, it's your turn. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, that's depressing as shit. So to try and maybe cheer us up a little bit, we're going to play the Delta Bombers with the song The Desert. And when we come back, I'll have a story time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The Delta Bombers did help in cheering me up, but I don't know if I have anything for a fucking story time. I don't know what I'm going to come up with. So hopefully I'll have something by the end of this uh, thing for story time. Story time. Story time. All right, fuck it. Yeah, I guess maybe I do have something. Um <laughs> <laughs> that I can kind of come up with off the top of my head. Maybe try and save my own ass here. Yeah, uh, let's see what you got. Uh, okay, so tying it into the movie is where it's going to be difficult. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I think I got it. I think I got it. All right. So we had a lot of instances of toxic masculinity in this film that we bared witness to and a lot of attitudes towards women that were extremely toxic, particularly in that really long clip that we were talking about and dealing with, right? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to talk about the first time without even knowing that that's what I was encountering, what I can actually definitively call toxic masculinity, the the exposure that I had to it when I knew for sure that the things that another gentleman was saying to me wasn't just quote unquote locker room talk and that their attitudes were fucked and I needed to stop hanging out with them. So this is a little bit darker of a story time, but at the same time, it can be a bit of a cautionary tale on who you hang out with and maybe you should know where they stand when you're younger. Yeah. All right. Good. Let's hear it. All right. I think I'm probably, hmm, I think I'm 13, maybe 14 at the time. And there was a kid that moved in into the area that I was at that uh, didn't really have, it was kind of in the same boat as me, didn't really have that great of a home life. Things weren't all that stable. And essentially we were always out of the house in various climates and would just find ways to hang out and just kill time before we would go back to our, our abodes. And that's just kind of how yeah. it happened. We lived around each other and we hung out. And there was a time when he and 
I were walking around like in this forested land, just kind of cutting between two roads because it was fucking cold and it was sloppy out and snowy anyway. So what did it fucking matter? We might as well walk through this field. At least it's a shorter walk and through this slop than the longer walk on the road with slop and salt. Yeah. <laughs> that was gonna I got you. Right. So we're kind of like trekking through and I can't remember exactly how we're having somewhat of a discussion, but uh, it comes up about a particular young lady that this gentleman was interested in at the time. And he starts spouting off a bunch of shit about this particular person that sounds very similar to the type of ways that men psych themselves up like we heard in the movie and that we've heard before in some of the previous films that we've called out for very much being a toxic masculine attitude and sort of burying misogyny underneath your descriptions of what you think it represents whenever a woman dresses a certain way or something along those lines, right? Yeah, and I got you. While we're slopping through all of this mess and it's getting more and more difficult to walk, I get this sinking feeling like I'm in a fucking swamp and it just gets mm. worse. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I get that feeling like, wait a minute this isn't safe something's not right here you know and i'm i'm thinking it's just we're trudging through this field and it's just you know is this mud or is this just ice and and slop what am i you know what's going on here i'm feeling very uncomfortable about this so we kind of take a break and i kind of clarify some of the statements that this particular person is making and essentially the conversation comes down to me essentially asking so you don't even care if they enjoy it when you're having sex with them about like some of the toxic masculinity that they're saying Let's Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And literally the person says to me, no, why should I? Oh, they're there for my pleasure. Why should I? Like something along those lines, like is essentially what they say to me. Like it's been a while, but like yeah. it was that response. No, I, I, I oh, not right. good. Like it, it was, it was and essentially like I'm sitting there, I'm taking a break. I'm stuck in the middle of this forested land walking between roads and I'm very far from my house. And I just, all of a sudden I'm like, if I try to disagree with this person, even though I fundamentally disagree with everything that they say, I might not make it out of this fucking woods. Like I've really felt very uncomfortably unsafe and I'm a guy. All I yeah, have to do right? is just I was pretend. Say, all I have you? to do is just pretend like I agree with him and I'll be fine. I mean, typically it's if I'm in the forest with you, I'm not so... <laughs> This person was significantly bigger than me. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's that. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Especially if you can out crazy him. Um, yeah, I, I, I would say probably not. No, like, uh, I don't think, I don't think I would be able to. Yeah. I don't, I don't think my crazy would have been able to match theirs. Uh, yeah. My toxic masculinity. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. My toxic masculinity clearly wasn't going to. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. we, we kind of continued the conversation on from there. And essentially the toxic masculinity gets to being where essentially my manhood is called into judgment because I want a lady to enjoy herself with me. Like, yeah, it, it seems like a weird, weird thing to base your manhood off of is that you don't want your partner to enjoy sex with you. Seems like a weird, weird place to go. Right. But like a lot of the discussion is starting to get to the point where it's like, no, this person just wants rape. That's that's what they that's, think. Sex oh, is. God, they actually like, they want them to fight and shit. More or less. Like it gets it gets that that bad. And so like we continue the walk out of the woods and we get to the spot where we're supposed to split up and you know like where we could go to one or the other person's house and I just basically yeah. say I'm going home and I never hung out with that person again after that like I just never like I made excuses and just kind of like 90s ghosted them good call <laughs> yeah good call yeah and it really set me on a path of really kind of questioning my own attitudes towards how I looked at women and I'll admit that 90s court still had a long way to fucking go but everything that, that well yeah person, we all did 
Right. I mean, nineties Matt had a way long way to go. Holy shit! Right. Early two like, thousands Matt had a, or a whole lot of way to go. <laughs> so I mean, f- let's face it. That, that's fair. But like knowing what I know now and knowing how I felt then, I knew for sure that it was like no that that attitude really was yeah. giving me the heebie-jeebies, and I knew that even that wasn't good. I'm with you on that one. Even nineties Matt would have known that 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 kind of attitude was not uh, not good. And not not that was not coach sure in Denmark, you know, yeah. not, uh, not a good thing. The dehumanization was definitely something that that's prevalent. And anyway, that's kind of that, that feeling that I get is kind of the feeling that a lot of the Emmanuel in these Emmanuel movies that we've been covering, like it's that same kind of skeezy feeling where it's like the, a lot of the women are viewed as less than even human beings in a lot of cases in the way that these films are put together and, you know, portrayed. And so oh, yeah. that, that sort of toxicity in the portrayal really does kind of spoil some some of them. Thankfully, it's not as terrible as I was dreading it. Um, it's more prevalent in the Joe D'Amato films, but we knew that was going to happen. Um, yeah, Joe D'Amato is he's he's got a lot of problems. <laughs> right. But anyway, that is an experience that I had with toxic masculinity that made me kind of reevaluate my own positions and the way that I viewed uh, like just women in general and how I kind of looked at things and what I believed was okay and what isn't okay at that point in time. Definitely got called into question and there's a few things that I had attitude wise that I was like well no I don't even want to be on par with what this person is thinking because that's clearly just gross <laughs> yeah no I'm fucking good fucking story time man uh, <laughs> fucking that shit works <laughs> yeah we can all grow as individuals now with that we can we've passed the and we should at another at another 20 years from now if we haven't grown from who we are right now I don't know man I think that's a failure as well if you don't if you stop trying to grow as a person then I I fucking I don't know man i don't know how to help you <laughs> yeah and it's funny to think that like you look back the 30 ish plus years ago that around this time that the conversation happened in the 90s and you think that that was a lawless fucking awful time for yeah things that were um in the way that like minorities and, and women were treated and yet it was mm-hmm. significantly better than the 30 years prior and yet yeah. it's still significantly worse now 30 years later than it was in the 90s when people think that things were so wrong for them back then <laughs> yeah it's there were at least you're, you're, laws that protected some of these folks that were still on the books and were enforced in the 90s so it's definitely yeah worse. you know that yeah we 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 did a great job uh, in letting those go away so fuck <laughs> well that's a great place to leave everybody with that lack of hope so we're going to play the show housekeeping here and then on the pirate radio edit we're gonna have young jesse with the band the flares with the song lonesome desert right after this If you've decided you can't get enough of the show and would like to check out more of it, we're available at legionpodcast.com. Just do a quick search for Cinema PsyOps or just enter this entire URL into your browser, www.legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. Also available along with all of the fellow Legionnaires on the Legion Discord chat. And now let's give you a rundown of the memes and how you're going to get them through Cinema PsyOps. The easiest place to go is to subscribe to our Instagram feed, which is our main meme repository at cinema underscore psyops or you could also follow the facebook page of cinema psyops because they are immediately posted there after they get posted to the instagram repository and you can also check out the facebook group of cinema psyops and the memes are shared there i am available on facebook as court psyops because the memes are also shared there as well thanks for listening to the show i still can't believe that you're subscribed to us or here every week just like us 
weird. That guy has a lonesome desert because he murdered his wife for being unfaithful. Yeah, that's a weird way to go about it, but okay. I feel less uh, sad for you being depressed about being alone in the desert after you've murdered somebody for being unfaithful to you. Yeah, yeah, you murdered your wife who you're you're to have and to hold, you know, and then you you murdered him and now you want us to feel, now you're singing the blues. Listen, man, I'm not going to, I can't feel bad for you on that one, all right? Yeah, I'm kind of confused about the morality of where we're supposed to stand on this. Because uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this: talented voice, uh, truly. But yeah, I can't, uh, I can't, uh, I can't. I don't feel bad for you. You can't get <laughs> like a lot of blues songs. You're like, oh man, I really feel for this guy. The great song, and you feel for him. This is not one of those songs. So what you're saying is, infidelity is forgivable, but murder is not. Yeah, if it's cold-blooded murder, if you murder because somebody cheated on you, that's not forgivable. And I'm not saying infidelity has to be forgivable but you can't kill the person because they cheated on you you can leave them you can never talk to them again you can uh, erase them from your life and say i don't know this person anymore don't talk to me about them but you can't kill them while you're out there taking notes about matt's do's and don'ts for infidelity and how to handle it kick the fuck out of this weekend make it your bitch while you enjoy the vandals with the song desert woman on the pirate radio edit Beer number eight. Oh, beer number eight. I'm just kidding. It's a giant Pepsi. I want to see if you catch that. Yeah, I heard you say it. Yeah, beer number eight. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got the show stuff up and ready to rock. I'm going to do the show release and all of that. So, uh, you ready to roll on this? I'm ready to rock and roll. Awesome. So you had one clip that was like mega long. It was like your third clip that was like 11 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's the third clip is a mega clip. Yeah. Yeah. I got that cut down to eight minutes, but I was thinking in the interest of saving time, when we get to that clip, maybe we'll just like cut that one short and just jump ahead. That's fine. I'm, yeah, jump ahead. That's fine. Yeah. It's just it, they kept talking about really important plot shit. So it just ended up being a super clip. Yeah. No, it's it's not a problem. I'm just saying for like recording time yeah. frame. Just um, for recording. No, yeah. I, I'm cool with that. Yeah. All right. Well, I just need to take another couple of hits for me to be able to be ready to rock and roll, not just rock and roll. Let's do it. All right, so here's the music. Three, two, one. I'm changing territory. Can't me. Have you ever screwed a guy you just met? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I never pay. <laughs> we'll make this one on the hats. You're really on fire. Take off your jacket. <laughs> it's a long time since I <laughs> I'm trying to do the episode release. This stuff is timed so well. Let's go, love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that's your clip. All right, sorry. <laughs> oh, God. All right, this is the eight-minute one that we're going to skip, so uh, yeah. let's see where it ends up at. 
Impotent. And I bet that bastard didn't tell you about the little be fucked in the farmhouse. Put across the room watching me fuck her. Oh, yeah, so this is where he's confessing to basically what they did to Laura Jensen. Yeah, because she threatened to say the other guy said they couldn't, uh, he couldn't get it up. Right, and basically deliberately insulted his manhood and got him to confess everything. Yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three, two, one. uh, So, uh, the, uh, let's see here. So, uh... They're taking notes about Matt's do's and don'ts for infidelity and how to handle it. Kick the fuck out of this weekend. Make it your bitch. While you enjoy the Vandals with the song Desert Woman on the Pirate Radio Edit. All right. So that's the Vandals Desert Woman. So there that fits. <laughs> desert Woman. Yeah. That that has the word desert in it. The film took place in a desert. That's close enough. Yeah. Fucking and, and a woman was in the desert. So I mean, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. Let's just fucking let's, end this. Let's all make sense. You're, you're good. Recording stopped.